It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. And now you've got Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores. Riley takes the step, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6:30, Chad. Into the weekend we go. Friday night football in the Canadian Football League. BC 7, Montreal nothing. Three and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Tomorrow, Calgary at Hamilton. Ottawa at Saskatchewan. The Eskimos are on a bye. The Edmonton Oilers on the ice today for their first training camp sessions. Three groups. Group C full of players who are bound for the AHL and ECHL. Group A and B with the NHL vets and some higher ranking AHL and junior players. They did have a scrimmage as well. You know, young Ryan McLeod, draft pick from this past summer, has been looking pretty good. Tomorrow, fan day at Rogers Place. Open from 10 to 3, free admission, and you can watch tomorrow's scrimmage as part of that. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chet will have preseason hockey on Chet Monday night Oilers at Flames 5.30 for the face-off show and the game will start at 7. Can't tell you who's going to be in the lineup for the Oilers that night but I can tell you highly unlikely that Darnell Nurse will be playing in that one. He uh, is not in camp, obviously went home with uh, no contract. He's a restricted free agent. Oilers general manager Peter Shirelli spoke to the media today. No real update. Yeah, I know he traveled home the other night um, but I don't have an update for you. He's uh, We obviously couldn't come to an agreement, but we'll hope we can get him in camp at some point here shortly. Don't want to comment on specifics, but, I mean, he's uh, we've, we've had a, a lot of negotiations, so we'll see where it goes here shortly. But, I mean, uh, there's a gap. I can tell you there's a gap. Do you have a plan B if you can't get him signed before the start of season? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right, so plan B. Well, not to be revealed, obviously, but uh, Peter Shirelli saying there is a gap, obviously, in the negotiations with Darnell Nurse. So we continue to wait on that front. Hopefully won't wait uh, too much longer, but I've been saying that most of the summer. And uh, here's where we're at. So, uh, opportunity for other players. Now, are they as good as Darnell Nurse? Well, I, w- I would hesitate to say that, but uh, look, question mark number one, I think, for the Edmonton Oilers will be their defense. I think with some of the defense they have coming back, Clefbaum and Larson coming back, Russell and Benning coming back. I think Larson is a very good, if not excellent, defensive defenseman. I think Chris Russell 
Kessel, you know, obviously uh, more of a depth player, but you know what you're going to get. I'm pretty confident Matthew Benning is going to bounce back from last season at uh, a rocky road at times. And Oscar Clefbaum, I think it comes down to how he recovers from the injury. Question marks there. Uh, but then you have the other two spots, and those are the big, big question marks without without Nurse and uh, without Sekra. Sekra going to be out at least half the season. I mean, at least half the season with the uh, Achilles injury he suffered in August during off-season training. So who else? What are some other names we can be looking at? Well, Jakob Yerbeck is one of them. More on him in a few minutes. Another guy to remember, Kevin Gravel, signed by the Oilers on July 1st. He was an unrestricted free agent, has played a total of 70 NHL games with the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, he has a two-way contract, so the Oilers didn't show a ton of faith in him. But, you know, get, going by the law, the uh, defense pairings today, he was with Matt Benning. If you go by how the groups went today, he would be in the Oilers' top six here at the start of training camp. Clefbaum and Larson were together. Gravel and Benning were a pair. Yarabek and Russell were together with Russell on the right side. And then you had uh, Keegan Lowe with Ethan Bear. You had Jason Garrison, who's in town on a professional tryout with Evan Bouchard. So you had a veteran guy and a new guy on that pairing. And you had Caleb Jones with Logan Day. That's how the deep pairings shook out through the top two groups. But uh, we'll focus on Kevin Gravel, Kevin Gravel wearing number five. Here's Peter Shirelli again. We felt that he could challenge for a spot. Uh, we think he skates well. Has uh, We thought he's, he's acquitted himself pretty well um, in the time he's been there. He might be one of those late bloomers. Uh, he plays a rangy game, and, uh, and you know he moves the puck pretty good. So it takes D-men sometimes uh, more time to, to pop up, and he might be one of those. Kevin Gravel turned 26 in March. I mentioned his 70 NHL games with the LA Kings. Those are spread over the last three seasons. The Kings took him in the fifth round back in 2010. He went to the NCAA, played at St. Cloud State, and then in the American Hockey League, and he's been up and down the uh, the last couple of seasons. And a bit of health issues, unfortunately, in the summer. He'll get to that in this interview uh, as I talk to him about arriving in Edmonton for training camp just in time for the snow. Might as well jump right into it, right? Um, you know what, I'm used to it though, obviously not the last couple of years, but grew up in Michigan, went to school in Minnesota, so the cold and the snow are nothing new to me. I just, uh, I didn't expect to be to be jumping right into it, but it's good, you know, if it's gonna be cold, I might as well, uh, might as well throw a little snow in there too. When we talked to you in the summer when you signed, Andre Secker was healthy, and I know as an athlete, you never want someone to get injured, but you also know sometimes that presents opportunities. Does that uh, change your mindset about coming into camp or where you might stand or how are you looking at the opportunity now? I think my mindset the entire time was coming here and, and um, earn a spot on this team. Obviously a big part of their back end went down um, and like you said you you never want to see that happen. Um, my mindset really has stayed the same though. You know what? It doesn't matter really who's here. My mindset's going to be I just need to come in here and play my best hockey and come in here and earn a spot. Um, you know what, there's a lot of other guys here in the same spot as me that are trying to do the same thing, um, regardless of who else is here, you know. So uh, I just got to kind of keep my head down and just worry about what I can worry about on the ice there and do my best. Obviously, there's a, there's a big focus on this team improving, getting the puck out of their own end and maybe getting a little bit of offense uh, from the D. But, you know, they want to cut down the goals against a lot to... Uh, do you think you can help with both, or how do you define yourself here as a player? Uh, so growing up throughout college and all that, I was always penalty kill, you know, make that first pass out of the D zone and, and, and kind of take care of my D zone. Uh, more of a defensive guy. My senior year, I kind of scored a little bit more. Um, 
I think that just came with confidence with the puck and all that, you know. And um, throughout my pro career so far with LA and Ontario, I've, I've played quite a bit on the power play, and I've, I've uh, more so on the penalty kill in Ontario. I haven't played on the penalty kill a whole lot in LA, but uh, I feel comfortable out there. I, I enjoy playing on the penalty kill. So, like I've said before, you know, I, I really like to focus on my D zone first and, and get the puck moving, you know, out of our D zone as quick as possible. And, and, and the opportunity is there to join the rush. You know, have the confidence to be able to join the rush. You obviously had a, you know, a bit of a health scare uh, in the summer of 2017 with Crohn's disease. You know, that, that's that's scary. Obviously, it uh, I don't know if derailed is the right word, but certainly if, or maybe it is, maybe it is the face you just made. That that was tough to go through. Yeah, um, you know what? It was scary. I have always really had pretty good health. You know, my family's had pretty good health, and uh, just going through it, it's scary because you just didn't know what was going on. You know, when it first strikes you, you're kind of like, well, maybe it's just a bug. You know, it'll it'll kind of run its course. Uh, so I probably made the mistake waiting a little bit but uh, eventually my now wife at the time girlfriend was you've got to go in you know and, and get this looked at so I went in and they ran their tests did their blood work and it all came back pretty normal so I had to do a colonoscopy um, and that came back with inflammation and, and after that it kind of that's when I kind of hit the wall it was like that night after my colonoscopy is where I kind of well, you said derailed um, I kind of started on my downslope there, and that's when I got admitted into the hospital and, and uh, just kind of went on that journey of losing the weight and gaining it back and doing all that. So, uh, like I said, once I got on the medication, uh, the doctors were great for me. They got me going the right way. Um, just took a little bit of time to get my strength and conditioning back, which, um, you know, it happens. It's, uh, it could have been worse. I'm lucky that it's something that's manageable, and right now it's fully managed and, and fully under control, so I feel really good. Kevin Gravel feeling better, but uh, lost a lot of weight, around 30 pounds in the summer of 2017, battling Crohn's disease. He did get into 25 games in the AHL last season, 16 in the National Hockey League with L.A. He had three assists in those 70 NHL games, one goal and nine assists. He hopes to be a guy who can do a little bit of everything. Uh, clearly, he's one of these will-see guys, 26. You heard Peter Shirelli say hopefully he's going to be a late bloomer. Uh, got a text here to 6.30. Boy, Ethan Bear, Patrick, I'll say this. Ethan Bear has a lot of fans. Yep. And, uh, you know, Western Canadian kid from Saskatchewan, uh, feel-good story, got into 18 games last season, scored his first NHL goal. Uh, I think he has some work to do on the defensive side of the puck, but clearly some offensive game. And uh, it's been referenced uh, several times, and you're going to hear more about it today as we go along. He, he was one of the players challenged to come to camp in better shape. And he met that challenge, so good for him. Uh, this texter says, please tell me Ethan Bear will be in the lineup. Uh, at least he wants to play. Well, he does want to play. And to be fair, Darnell Nurse wants to play. He just he, he and his agent don't want to play for what the Oilers are offering uh, at this time. We'll see how that plays out. I, I'm going to stick with this on Ethan Bear. I, I don't think he's on the Oilers' NHL roster at the start of the year. If he if he does play NHL games this year, it's, it's probably as a call-up, maybe an injury replacement, somebody who can fill in. But uh, Todd McClellan commented on Kevin Gravel and also commented on some of the other defensemen in camp. Our group, um, coaches in particular, always respected him as a player in Los Angeles. We thought he was effective and and uh, did some real good defending stuff, uh, yet had the legs and, and the mind to jump up into the play. Um, as you mentioned, his, his start last year and, and segments of the season last year, health and and um, illness kind of uh, affected his ability to play, um, you know, the complete way that he wanted to. He's healthy now. He's excited. He seems very attentive. Um, you know, and with that said, we uh, we're going to have to pick our four or five 
five, six, seven D-man, pardon me, from uh, a group of players that are all competing and they can have zero experience when you think of Evan Bouchard coming to camp for the first time or a lot of experience and that would be uh, Garrison. And uh, somewhere from, from that group we'll have to have two, maybe three players uh, on our roster um, until we get healthy or we get business done. Right now, the Oilers' top four defensemen are Clefbaum, Larson, and Benning, and Russell. Those are the guys we uh, know who are going to be on the team. So you got a gap. So who are we looking at for the five, six, seven? Todd says we're going to have to pick two or three out of that group. Well, I think Ravel, Yarabek. I think Yarabek will be around. I mean, he's he's on a he's on a one-way deal. He'll be in the NHL. Bouchard, Jones, Bear, and uh, Garrison. So probably three out of those six, if Nurse doesn't come back for the start of the season, fill spots throughout five through seven. And and then you have some huge question marks there. If Nurse does come back, then two of those six guys. And, and I do think Yerbeck will be one of them. You can keep texting 630-630. If you want to talk, it's 780-496-0063. We'll learn a little bit more about Jakob Yerbeck when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Interception by the BC Lions and then possibly fumbled back to Montreal. I think they're taking a look at this one. Orange picked it off. What a great name for a player playing for the Lions. Orange intercepted it and as he was returning it and going to the ground, he fumbled. And I think they're checking to see who should have the ball. It is seven nothing for the Lions. Uh, about a minute and a half into the second quarter, and Travis Lule injured early in this one for the BC Lions. So we'll keep an eye on that. Seven nothing BC leading Montreal. Well, now twelve forty one left in the second quarter. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio six thirty. Ched, we are rolling along here with Oilers training camp. Well, we were talking a little bit about the defense before the break. Uh, Todd McClellan commented on, on some of the players, some of them young, who are, who are, are trying to push for spots. Uh, here's Peter Shirelli, the GM. Here's his take on that. You mentioned Bouchard. I mean, he's he's a real smart player. He's a, he's an NHL pastor and shooter right now. Um, it's it's a different league. Um, he's you know he played a 40 minute game last last year uh, per game, so he plays a different. He's got to learn to get up to the pace. But what we've seen so far has been has been very good. Um, I thought Jones had a terrific scrimmage today. He's him and Bear came came to camp and in, in, in terrific shape. And and they they were challenged from the physical conditioning perspective. So and you guys in, sat in down with them and said, "Look, you have to be this or what." Yeah. Or, or they're going, or they're going right to Bakersfield. And, and both of them stepped up, and yeah. and, and both of them, uh, and you can see it in their skating. You can see it in their in their play. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? And and of course, we'd like to, you know, you, you'd like to have the Sakaras and the nurses here right from the get go. But that's that's not the case. All right, a little bit there from Peter Shirelli. He did uh, speak to the media today. He also did a one-on-one interview with Bob Stoffer, so you can check 630ched.com for both of those. You know, I, I was looking back at the numbers from the last two seasons, and a pretty pretty obvious split here. One year the Oilers were, were good, the next year they weren't so good. So I, I know there's talk about the power play, and I think it'll be better, and, and about the depth scoring and uh, what's Pugliarvi going to do, what's Kajula going to do, what's Kara going to do, what's Strom going to do, all, all fair. And, and they'll, they'll need those guys to be contributors. I, I still think the key to an Oilers turnaround 
comes to how they play in their own end and how they prevent goals. Now, a better penalty kill, it wound up 25th in the league, will be key for that. If it can be even of a middle-of-the-pack penalty kill, you shave off some goals against. But, But just figure this, folks. When the Oilers made the playoffs, they scored 243 goals. Last year, they scored 229. That's a drop of only 14 goals for. So we're talking a goal every, you know, seven games or so. Not, I mean, not great, but it, it's not like they fell off the map offensively, even even with the horrible power play. They scored 14 fewer goals last year than the playoff year. But what, what about the goals against? I mean, they allowed 207 goals against in the year they made the playoffs. They allowed 262 last year. That's 55 more goals against. So that's two goals every three games. I mean, that, that's the key. So that's why, the, 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 to me, the defense is, is the biggest issue. I mean, defending as a whole, but if you want to focus on the goaltending and the defense, sure. And can the defenseman that they're planning to employ here uh, get the puck back and transition it up the ice? Well, I think when Yerbeck gets the puck on his stick, he can transition it up the ice. Is he going to be able to defend well enough? And and if Nurse and Sekera aren't here and Benning and Russell have to play a little bit more, uh, are they effective enough to take on the increased responsibility? To me, that is question mark number one. You know, of of course, health. I mean, people are, well, what if McDavid gets hurt? Okay, fine. If McDavid gets hurt, they're not going to be as as good. But stuff that, you know, we can kind of plan for and anticipate – uh, it, it's how they check, it's how they get the puck out. Because I think the scoring will be there at, 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 at at least a decent enough rate, especially if the power play gets a little better. But is Talbot going to play better? Is the PK going to be better? I, I, I feel comfortable saying, you know, yes to those. Um, but, but are they going to have the depth on D to be comfortable with all six guys and, and have all six guys be effective and, and work the puck up ice and, and get it back from other teams? There we go. That, that's the summary for me. So if, if Gravel is going to play, okay, we know what he can do. Can, can he do it night after night? Is Yerba going to play? I think he will. Can he do that night after night? And, you know, Shirelli seems to like Bouchard quite a bit. You know, if he if he sticks around and gets the nine-game audition, we'll see how he does. But can he hold up over the course of the NHL season? The goals against, preventing goals, to me, that's the key. That's the biggest question. You know, let me know what you think. 780-496-006. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You can text 630-630, Inside Sports on chat. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. 
Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 6.34, or as we used to say back in Evansburg, 26 minutes before 7. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chet. Thank you very much for tuning. Did you have an analog clock when you were a boy, Patrick Bauer? Analog? Oh, yeah. yeah so you can actually tell time by without looking at a digital clock. Well, what do you want me to tell it? Do you know how to use a rotary phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just bonded. Uh, <laughs> Rob from DV. That's Drayton Valley. That's not. That's close to Evansburg. Uh, he says, I think the Oilers forwards need the back check harder and help the D. I did not see that last year. Rob, fair point. Uh, when I talk about defending, absolutely that falls on everybody. I think some of the questions with the defense, I'm specifically talking about uh, stopping cycles, which, you know, again, forwards play a role in that. But, you know, getting uh, winning board battles, winning battles in corners, and then transitioning the puck up the ice. But uh, fair comment. Uh, I don't think the checking commitment was there last year. I think some cheating for offense uh, a lot of times from forwards too. So fair comment from Rob. Uh, Dave says, hey, Reed, after hearing your nurse update at the start of the show, I'm getting very worried. Do you think it's the term of the deal or the salary per year that's in dispute? Uh, Yeah, I think it's salary. I I would think that both sides are probably comfortable with a two-year deal. Uh, I I think this comes down to salary. I I think probably, you know, there's, uh, you know, agents are always going to try to get as much as they can for their player. And, uh, you know, Darnell Nurse is uh, part of a union, and it is the union's job to uh, try to increase the earnings of its members, and if Darnell Nurse uh, squeaks out an extra quarter million dollars, half million dollars, whatever, that helps everybody. Uh, it helps Nurse now, and it helps everybody the next time contracts come around. I, I would think it's more money than the length of the deal there. Okay. Uh, just a little bit more. From, I've got Ron on the phone line. I'll get to him in a second. I think he has a question about Milan Lucic, which is good timing for this. Peter Shirelli had this comment about number 27. He has to be a top six presence on this team, um, and I believe he will be. And he, 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 what you're saying is accurate. He is in a better place, and uh, he's, he's, he's happy to start camp, and, and uh, he's moving well. And, uh, um, and that line actually looked pretty good as the scrimmage went on, um, including Toby Reader. He, yep. he, he played very well. So, um, so we'll see where that one goes. But I have every, con- every bit of confidence in Milan to get, get back to where he was. Well, I mean, Shirelli gave him the long deal because uh, he saw a player with obviously some ability physically and offensively, and I think Lucic was also signed to help the Oilers specifically through bad times. And uh, I don't think he was effective enough doing that last year, and Shirelli said in that clip, uh, you know, he's in a better place. Uh, Lucic has talked about it numerous times that a lot of last year for him uh, was mental, so hopefully he's uh, feeling a little bit more positive coming into camp this time around. Ron is on the line. Hey, Ron. Hey, Reed. I just went through your hometown about an hour ago. Good. Just getting back to Edson here from Edmonton, and I think he's answered all my questions about uh, our friend there. And uh, I just wondering, did you get a chance to look up the Edson Arrows in the new hockey league? Oh, you know what? I I uh, did a little bit, but I didn't get a lot into it uh, because, quite frankly, I'm easily distracted. Uh, but I I will still do that, Ron. Okay. Sure. They they play their first exhibition game over in Hinton against the Wildcats. That's right. And then they're back here in Edson tomorrow night. So. Uh, 
Things are yeah. going pretty good here. We got another couple European players. We got one from actually three. One one more from Sweden, one from Switzerland, and one from Germany. And this is the new Junior A League, right? It's a Junior A Tier Two League. Okay. Yeah, I want to find out more about that. Thanks for reminding me, Ron. I'm sorry I haven't done anything about it. But you're you're are you comfortable with Lucic, or what do you think? Well, I'm hoping he he comes back. You know more positive than he left last year. Well, nothing was... I'm just quickly double-checking something here, Ron. Just, uh, I just want to bring up a page here. Because his... Here's the thing, and I, I totally understand... Um, you know, I, I hope I do. I, I totally understand a lot of the concerns about the Oilers. And if you're expecting a player who has never achieved something to, to achieve it, uh, you're gambling. But if you say Cam Talbot should be around a 915 save percentage, that's not a gamble because he's a career 918. The thing about Lucic is his shooting percentage last year was 6.8%. Do you know what his career shooting percentage is? No idea. 13.7. He dropped off by 7%. I mean, he's usually, wow. you know, the the years before coming to Edmonton, he was 13, 16, 13, and just under 16. And then he goes down to under 7 last season. I mean, if well, I even... think we've got to get out there and cheer him on a lot more and build up his confidence, and maybe we'll have something there. All right, Ron. Drive safe. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. That's Ron at 780-496-0063. I mean, that's... And look, as a fan, as an observer of hockey and sports, everybody's going to believe their own thing, and you got to ask yourself, what do I think is going to happen? Uh, I personally don't think Milan Lucci is going to shoot 6.8% again. Is he going to shoot 13.1% like he did for the Oilers in 16-17? Okay, you, you can say he's not going to bounce back to that level. Fair enough. Um, you know, he, he wound up with 10 goals last season. If he shoots 10% instead of 6.8, he's, he's up to 15 goals. So, sure, you hope he can get 20 or, or high teens, um, but, but I think there's... I, I, I guess I'll use the word reasonable optimism. We'll have to have an RO meter. <laughs> you know, re, where on the RO meter would Milan Lucic having a much better shooting percentage? Well, I think, you know, 8 out of 10. But, you know, everything, how, what's your reasonable optimism that, say, Ryan Strom could get 45 points? Well, for me, that would be lower. You know, 35, okay, maybe. But is he going to jump up the mid-40s? I don't think so. I'm stealing that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Reasonable optimism. Reasonable optimism is the new uh, catchphrase. And boy, we're coming up with a lot of things this week on Insights Force. we got reasonable optimism. Last night, we had a listener, Alex, who is pledged to send in bi-weekly updates on Eric Carlson's facial hair. Because he, well, he thinks he's going to go to San Jose and get all bearded up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has a more trimmed beard right now. Bit of a Hercule Perot Jr. mustache. That's very specific. By the way, for people going to Hockey DB to look up Hercule Perot, wasn't wasn't a player. <laughs> <laughs> just just in case. Just just Google Hercule Perot if you don't know don't know who he was. He's not even a real guy. I uh, just want to get back to the D here for a sec. Uh, Jakob, uh, Jakob Yerebeck, and I, I actually talked to him, and that's the uh, closest I'm going to get to pronouncing his name 
uh, as he would pronounce it in Czech. But Jakub Jerbeck, a little bit on how he can play. Make uh, make the space, make uh, make some opportunities for for forwards and uh, play solid defense. Here's Todd McClellan on uh, one of the new blue liners. Uh, Jake has a little bit of uh, more experience. He's been around a Stanley Cup champ team. Um, entered into the league as a uh, you know a highly touted player from the KHL, and now he is finding his way. He's on to his third team, which isn't always a, a great thing for a for a young player. But the opportunity that exists here is one that uh, we believe he can take advantage of. Okay, so you know he's another question mark. His upside is the puck movement. You know, can he do it over 82 games? Can he defend well enough? Uh, not a not a huge guy, about 5'11". They got him at 200 pounds. I saw him today. Didn't appear to me to be quite that big, but, you know, if he can skate, uh, then that's a good thing. Uh, Montreal last year, 25 games, 4 points. Washington last year, 11 games, 4 points. He got into two playoff games for the Caps, the first two, and then he was taken out. I know talking to some people who cover the Capitals, they said Barry Trotz just didn't like him as much as some other players, and maybe that wasn't totally fair. I asked Peter Shirelli about that. We went and got him after we found out about Sakara. Um, had good, very good years in the KHL. Moves the puck well. You saw him move the puck well here today. Um, he, uh, he started the playoffs, uh, uh, the first two games with the Capitals, and uh, they lost the first two, so he, they took him out of the lineup. Not really his fault, but um, maybe he didn't get a, a fair shake there. Um, the company came in and played well there and, 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 and other guys. So, um, But he, you know, he's, he's a very cerebral player, um, economical player, uh, and you can see him, uh, you can see the smarts out there in him. So you know what, he's going to get a shot here too. Well, again, he has the contract, so I think he has a pretty good shot. The four Oilers established D, Clefbaum, Larson, Benning, and Russell. So spots five through seven available in the mix. Yerbeck, Gravel, Bouchard, Jones, Bear, and Garrison. Uh, I mean, I know how I would rank them. Certainly Yerbeck five, and probably the way it is right now, Gravel six, uh, with Bouchard hanging around as maybe your six, seven, at least for the start of the season. I'm not sure if Garrison, uh, well, I don't think Garrison has a successful PTO, but we will see. He can still shoot the puck. You saw that today. And uh, I think Jones and Bear will be Edmonton Oilers at some point, will be full-time NHLers at some point, but not off the start of the season. That's how I would handicap that race. Also want to get a note here on Scotty Upshaw. Uh, obviously, during the show last night, about 24 hours ago, Mark Spector from Sportsnet tweeted out that Upshaw had failed his physical. Uh, Upshaw in camp on a professional tryout as well. Peter Shirelli with the update today. Yeah, he uh, unfortunately, he... Uh he had a uh, an injury about a week ago that uh, has set him back. Scotty set him back, so he'll uh, you know he's rehabbing. He'll get back into camp here at some point. Um, you're right. We brought in we brought in uh, we brought in Scotty just because I mean we felt that there was a spot and uh, he fit he fit the bill as to what we needed. Um, and you know, in, in fairness to Scotty, we, we we told him like with this injury, we have to bring in someone else because. We don't know. We don't know where he'll end up. We don't know if there'll be a recurring injury, and we brought in Alex. So um, those will be stories that will unfold here. And and, uh, and but I, I would expect to see Scotty back here in two or three days. Uh. 
All right, so that's good. He's going to be able to get there out on the ice, likely uh, after the weekend, and then move through his professional tryout. And he referenced Alex, Alex Chase on another forward, right shot forward in camp on a PTO, and we'll uh, get more stories on him over the weekend. It is 6.45. We'll have more on the Oilers as we uh, move along tonight. We'll head down to San Jose for a little more discussion of that big trade. Former NHLer, now Sharks broadcaster Jamie Baker is standing by. You're listening to 6.30 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. I won't lie, when he came to our division, there was a little bit of an expletive coming out of my mouth, but, you know, uh, he'd be nice to have here. There, he, We weren't on his list, and there was, it was really a non-starter from the beginning. Um, but uh, they, got a, uh, they got one puck over there. They got a lot of good defensemen, uh, so we'll see what happens there. But the, the obs- I mean, that's, a, that's a heck of a D over there now, so... Um, uh, you know, you feel a little bit of pressure, uh, but you just have to move forward in your plan. And it, it doesn't mean we won't continue to try and improve our team, but yeah, certainly they've strengthened themselves. Peter Shirelli, his reaction to the San Jose Sharks acquiring defenseman Eric Carlson. If you like the Sharks roster coming into this season, you must love it now. For discussion on that, former Shark, now a broadcaster with the team, Jamie Baker. Jamie, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. It's a sunny day in San Jose, and it's an extremely sunny day in Sharks territory after the the huge breaking news yesterday of the trade, of course, that the hockey world is talking about. Okay, well, we've had snow here already, Jamie, so thanks for that reminder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Listen, I'm from Ottawa, and that's, if you're getting, that's too early anyway. I know it's not staying, but my apologies if you're getting snow. Yeah, well, uh, Ottawa, you know all about Because Ottawa, you guys get the, the heavy snow, right? That you, It takes five days to shovel your driveway. Pretty much. You know, a little different now than when I was a kid, but uh, it's 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 a tough winter in Ottawa. When you get a bad winter, it's a tough winter there. All right, and and hockey wise, uh, yeah, maybe maybe the the winter weather is going to describe the the moods of the two teams. Uh, it doesn't look that optimistic for the Senators, and uh, I, I think a pretty solid Sharks roster got even better uh, with the addition of Eric Carlson. Um, I mean, he and Burns on the blue line, Jamie. Uh, is, I, I guess I guess the only thing you could say critically is that there's only one puck on the ice, but I, they probably won't be on the ice at the same time. That's an amazing addition. Yeah, it's there's only, you know, there's just not that many players. You guys have one up in Connor McDavid. These guys don't grow on trees, you know, and it's, they're hard to get. And if you have one, you want to keep them. And Ottawa decided, you know, they're going in a different direction. Um, San Jose, Doug Wilson, his credit, got the deal done. Uh, you know, and what you mentioned, like, having Carlson and Burns on the same team, like, who do you key on? Um, just their ability to get pucks out of the defensive zone and get it into the forward's hand and then to either join the rush or, or lead the rush. And then they can be so creative in the offensive zone. They're so exciting to watch, you know. And, and then you got Vlasic. I think Market Ward Vlasic is the best defensive defenseman in the league. He's the guy, you know, and I don't know if Carlson plays with him or not, but Vlasic's usually out there against the other team's, you know, top line. And uh, just those three alone, and then you had, you know, the other three are still good defensemen. Obviously, you got Braun, Dillon, and Joachim Ryan. Boy, oh boy, the Sharks, when you're lining up against them, you know, and the, the other coach, usually it's an assistant coach, is going over the roster at a team meeting sometime on game day. You look at that back end, and you're like, wow, you know, this, 
we got to be careful against these guys, depending on who you're on the ice against, which is exciting for the Sharks and not so great for other teams. Well, and you made a great point about Vlasic, who, who has done a really good job against McDavid uh, whenever the Oilers play San Jose. Uh, and I think back to that playoff series uh, as well. I know the Oilers won, but I, th- I thought Vlasic did a pretty good job on McDavid. Um, and this is... It's it's a it's a good roster. I mean, it's not just okay. They got two good defensemen, and they'll try to get by on that. I mean, I think this was a team that was going to push for a division title anyway. And when I say division title, you know, Jamie, I, I always mean regular season because playoffs are are yep. a totally different animal. But you know, I, I think that I'll, I'll get your opinion on it. And no disrespect to what Vegas did, and and you know, Calgary and Edmonton tried to improve and all that, but. Can you even is there even an argument that any other team is the favorite now to finish first in the Pacific? I still think Vegas is. I mean, they <laughs> look at what they did last year. It wasn't smoke and mirrors. They went to the Stanley Cup. You know, they beat Winnipeg in the conference finals in five. So I know Winnipeg might have been tired and beaten up a bit from the National Series, but you still have to beat them. Um, you know, they picked up Pacioretty, they picked up Paul Stastny, so depending on their goal, then they're a good hockey team. You never know. Other teams, if, if you, you know, you don't know about injuries and other facets, so you don't take anything for granted. But if the Sharks are healthy, with this coaching staff, with this core of players that they have, now with this defensive core, they're definitely, you know, they're going to push for the division title, but... If you ask them, I mean, they'll 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 all say, "Well, we're worried about our our game and what and all of that." And first place is great, but you just you need to get in the top three. Like, just make it to the dance, you know, and then you go from there. So, uh, lots of work to be done, but definitely they're going to be. If I just think with the addition of Carlson, you go beyond. I think you look at the Sharks are one of the teams that have, you know kind of put all their chips in and saying, "We want to we we really want to try and win the Stanley Cup this year." So it's not just about the Pacific Division. It's ultimately, I think they're they're one of the teams that has done that. You know, is, is saying, "Hey, we think this is a year we can win the Stanley Cup." Jamie Baker joining us on Inside Sports, former San Jose Shark, now a broadcaster for the team and uh, a veteran of 404 NHL games. He also played, uh, obviously, for the Quebec Nordiques, the Ottawa Senators, and uh, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. All right, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this one at you, Jamie, as, as training camps are getting rolling and uh, go back to your uh, experience here as a player. I want you to finish this sentence. The worst part about training camp is blank. <laughs> The worst part of training camp is the time it takes from the minute it starts to the first regular season game. <laughs> How's that? <That's, laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a necessary evil. Um, and, 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 and it's just, and it's also the time frame from today until the first game for the vets is like these guys are all in shape. Everybody's ready to go. You know? So. It just, it's like, let's get there. They just, let's get to the, this is like the start of the season, or this is the start of the journey. But the, like, you just want to get to the to the start of the season. You know what I mean? Like, let's get to the start ramp. That's, it just takes, it just takes a while to go through. You know, and you need to do this. You need the exhibition games. But guys, the veteran guys, like, they all need a couple of exhibition games. But nobody loves playing in exhibition games. The season's too friggin' long, man. And, you know, like, there's a few roster spots available on teams, but even if you make it as a fourth liner or a fifth or sixth D, 
it doesn't mean you've solidified a spot for the entire year. It just means you're there in October. You know, you still got to continue to play. So that would be my answer. You know, I, I had my colleague Rob Brown on the show last night. Of course, I do the uh, post game show for Oilers broadcast with him here on Chet, and, and you would have played against him. And I, I went opposite to him. I said the best thing about training camp is blank, and he said when it's over. So you kind of gave me similar answers, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. just different point of view. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're right. If you said that, if you if you asked me that one, I would have said when it's over. You know. <laughs> So, absolutely. Jamie, hey, great to have you on the show. I, I know it's busy uh, with uh, all the Sharks news the last couple of days. We'll definitely yeah. keep in touch throughout the season. Look forward to seeing you when you're in Edmonton. Yeah, great, Reed. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Great to have Jamie Baker on the show. San Jose looking strong. It is a dislocated left shoulder for Lions quarterback Travis Lule, haunted by injuries over the last six or seven years. Halftime, Lions up 10-6 on the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, Man, big Jason Garrison fan texting in. We'll get to that. Next hour of the show will also feature Rick Walters, former Eskimo, now offensive coordinator for the Edmonton Huskies, and author Jeff Perlman, new book, Football for a Buck, about the ill-fated USFL. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.